We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andrew, hello, sir. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing okay. Is my doing. mic okay? Your mic is loud. Fine. It's loud. Okay. loud. No, it's fine. I mean, we're good. You can hear you, Crystal. Listen, clear, you're but... a big personality. It's okay. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I explained it to the to John the other day, Jeremy, that because I project that my mic has probably been blown and I have to go get a new one during the summer. Uh, but more on that later in the summer, um, because we're going to do a quick reset. There are almost about a little more than 560, about 570 in the chat watching this on a Sunday afternoon. The Knicks uh, lost the Summer League Championship to the Portland Trailblazers, 85-77. to 77. Shout out to the young Knicks who at least made this Summer League entertaining. And shout out to all of you for joining us on these live streams during the offseason, which have been more eventful than we planned on. Definitely yeah. <laughs> recently, we didn't expect to be addressing family business at any at any point. Um, but if you wanted to come on today to celebrate the Knicks winning a summer league championship and you're disappointed, maybe you could pivot that energy oh. into this. Hey. That's we, cool. have, we have officially hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, started this channel a little less than two years ago. And I just want to wholeheartedly thank these two for being the the face of the content that we put out and all of you for subscribing to said content and showing us your love and support in ways that we could never imagine so two, I, I have to say ahead. two quick things one uh for jeremy uh the cap or no caps the that's something that people i think like to watch as much as more than they want to listen to it uh certainly makes a bigger difference than the difference between hearing my face or hearing my voice and looking at my ugly face. Um, but the the I have to give the biggest, biggest, biggest congratulations to you, Andrew, because when you came on board at Nick's Film School, the pod was already, I mean, it wasn't what it is now. It was doing pretty good. You know, we had, there were subscribers and the whole thing. This YouTube channel, like it existed. It was there. Mm-hmm. It was a thing. But it was nothing. And you went to me and you're like, do you mind if I get a crack at the YouTube channel to see if we could turn it into something? And I, I don't even want to, what did it have? Did it have a thousand? It had a little less than a thousand. But it was go. just like JB had those highlight clips yeah. of, of things we couldn't monetize. And it was just like, Oh, Frank Lilokina plays defense on James Harden for a minute. And God like bless, that, Frank. that was what the entire YouTube channel was. And I think I I went to you during the pandemic when there was like nothing going on and I saw our download numbers going up and was like, okay, like maybe there's a, there's a world here. I've never taken a real crack at video editing. I think I can do this. And And it's been a team effort. You guys have, have worked really hard at making sure the content is consistent. And I just, I want to pay this back to, to everybody else. Thank you for, for making all of this possible because I've, I've made this joke the past couple of weeks. If without all 10,000 of you or 10,000 plus of you that watch this later on, like 
we would just be three people talking into a camera about the Knicks and which I, I wouldn't consider it time wasted, but you, you've given us a platform that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So thank you for making all this hard work a little bit extra worth it. Um, Jeremy, I'll, I'll give you a chance to say something. Can I wait? Hold on. Can I just. Oh, go ahead. Done. Can I? Can you filibuster for a minute while I go pour myself a celebratory drink? Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you, we're we're taking a shot. I got I got wine. Hang on, I'll, I'll go. Right with, I'll go with Pepsi. Go oh, ahead. Jamie. You know what? I got a what do you some got? Nice chloroseptic right here. Oh, from my COVID days. That's the only thing that's or, or you want some real alcohol? I got some Purell. Uh, you know, uh, I have to go get it. But anyways, in the meantime, yeah, it's awesome. I am so honored and appreciative. Of all 10,000 accounts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty remarkable. I have to pinch myself sometimes about like now getting to 10,000 in less than three full years is, um, it's crazy. It's a testament to the work we're able to do and the people that are there to receive it and, um, encourage it. So thank you as always. At least 10,000 people have heard of us, Jeremy. That's, you know what? They're all bots. They're all bots, right? They could be bots. It's very possible. Yeah. Oh, I like Mano F. Uh, hashtag fifty three thousand subs. <laughs> we're working on it. Just, you know what? You know what'd be great? CP land. Yeah, we. We're working on. It. I think the goal is to have the YouTube plaques that we can get. Yeah, it's just like a hundred thousand. So uh, yeah, you know, just multiply what we got by ten, and, uh, and that'd be cool. And, we'll and take like, a plaque. Shout out to Benji, who his film threads have added to this draft class is kind of underrated here. I, I think at a certain point because Chris was our our draft coverage over, over the off season. So shout out to, to them too, um, to our consistent super chatters, like to, to the, the Dom Cappuccini's to the, to Robert Cross, to, to Kevin, to Jessica, to, to literally every single person that has consistently, you know, chimed in after these post games, whether you're agreeing with us, whether you're yelling at John, I, we appreciate, you know, your, your contributions, John, with the shock, was that scotch or a shot? No, this is, this is bourbon on the That's rocks. Bourbon. I'm, I'm you can not, tell I have no idea what alcohol looks I'm a, like. I'm okay. a 39 year old man. I'm not doing a shot. We're cheers. We're cheersing. Into the cameras, vodka. Guys. Cheers. Cheers to all of you. Thank you again for making this reality. I know this means a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to Andrew. Uh, it means a lot to all of us. And on that end, we want to stay around for better. I was definitely going back behind the scenes. I'm going to social promote the, all of this. But continuing with this theme, next up in the Super Chat. Corey R. What's going on, Corey? How you doing? Um, Randall, Durin, Fournier, Grimes, Keels, and nine first-round picks for, Z- <laughs> for Zion and Donovan in a three-team trade. Um, Durin, I don't believe we have him anymore. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Uh, I like the creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's completely fuck around here for a second. Uh, you have to w- place your wager today on assuming they get Donovan Mitchell, who's the second star, and you have to. You can't just say no one. They're gonna they're gonna fuck up and they're gonna get fired. Uh, who's the second star? You're killing me. You're you're killing me by doing this. I know, but I'll do it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say a name too. I'll all right. So again, I I'm gonna maintain that if the Knicks are in a position to get Donovan Mitchell, and I get Donovan Mitchell, and they're waiting for a star of some sort, then they're probably not gonna go with someone at the five. Right? That's just not that has not been their mo to find a star center. They have found ways to get meaningful production. For far cheaper. And I think the NBA has typically gone that route. Look I mean, hedging. look, you, you could say I'm hedging or they're hedging. You're I'll hedging. get to my point. I'm going to get to my point, but like they're not going to go after an Embiid type player, right? So realistically, I think you're looking at someone who is at the four. You're finding a, a really like jumbo sized wing who can be switching consistently, who can pull up, who can defend, uh, do everything you want. He plays not too far down the road. If you head a little bit north or northeast, I'll say Tatum. Oh, you'll say who? I'll say Tatum. Again, look, you're putting me on the spot, and it's gonna this, you know, find the the no context, or it's like, look at Knicks wow. fans; they want Tatum. Like, but again, I don't think it would be another lead ball handler. Uh, maybe you can make an argument that there's someone at the two, but the way the Knicks have also operated that way was getting you know like 
the Reggie Bullock types, the Evan Fournier's. They want they don't want someone who's maybe super high usage the two unless it's like Devin Booker. And I if you're trading for for Donovan Mitchell, how how are you able to get Devin Booker a few years down the line if your picks extend that way? So maybe you're hoping for free agency like I've talked about where you can structure your contracts. And it, it goes back to the, the player at the four. If it's not Randall, if you have questions about can Obi be that guy, how you find someone who's not and you're, and you're keeping RJ Barrett and you're keeping Donovan Mitchell. To me, it feels very much like that is the clearest and, and most crucial need. Finding someone who can be an elite player and also plays at the four. And not too many guys who can do that. And I don't know what I, Boston's an elite team. I expect them to potentially win a title in the next three years. My question for Jason Tatum, just generally, is what does Boston look like for when you sign your next contract? Are they going to be the team that they are right now? Because if Jalen Brown wants to stay, then that certainly helps them. If he doesn't want to stay, it's a bit of a problem. Marcus Smart, he's going to be older. He's had a lot of wear and tear. You hope Robert Williams is healthy, but big men and knees and everything and feet, uh, his feet have been fine. But generally, it's just it's it's not easy. So I think the Celtics, they recognize their window to win a title is now. And I I believe they could very easily win one over the next three years. But I think they're on the clock. And I think there's there are questions that they have to ask themselves of how can we after, you know, Tatum's a free agent. How can we make our team to be an elite squad and stay elite? even with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and, and getting new pieces in a lot can change. That's three whole years from now. He could sign a super max contract. I like it. And he could, and it could be gone, but I, um, I, I love the, I love the answer. And I'll say the one last thing. Cause I'm glad we could talk about this. And I don't have to talk about for a while. We, we talked about on the, on playback with Keels and I said, he just, he's not a fit with the Knicks. It's not, it makes no sense to me based on what we know. The Knicks, like he is very much the antithesis in a lot of ways. Keels for Tatum. Who says no? Exactly. But uh, I, you know, Duke, you think about the Duke connection, you think about um, Drew Hanlon and like the fact that the clearly like there are connections if you want to find them. But you put me on the spot. I'll give you the answer. I don't expect it to happen now that I've said it, but no, it's going to happen. My first the first name that popped into my head was Embiid. Interesting. Because I think. I think that could go poorly. But then if we're talking about injuries, right? Like that's 28 years old, long-term contract. Yeah, no, he, this would be a few years down the line. Um, can you depend on him? I don't, I don't know how you can, I think, I think that's, I think that's part of why he's going to be gettable. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, I'll say then, are we, okay. All right. Fair enough. I'll say Embiid. Por que no los dos? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the salary cap's a social construct. If anyone knows that better than me, uh, I don't know. But Jaden Darcy, get that bed boy back up there, Andrew. Jaden Darcy, <laughs> Grimes ain't going nowhere. We need a replacement for Frank in the most handsome backcourt. He's a handsome young man. Comp. Um, we need the baddies in MSG. He does that for us. I, I mean, I, I've said this a few times of late. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta get it for the baddies you have to do it the baddies are the key um i don't even know where to go from that uh quen grimes is is will be absolutely vital to this team in the immediate future um if because if they trade him i like i just i'm not sure i'm really not sure what their path is to a, a decent defense. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Tibbs is Tibbs. their path to a, de- a, yeah, a you decent can't, defense. You can't pray to the church of Tibbs and then wonder aloud how he's able to... Again, they were they were 11th ranked defense in the league this year. People, you know, just want to kind of sleep on that. But um, no, I think Grimes is... I think and I think the shooting is going to be really, really important as just a guy who you're, you're not going to be able to leave open and who is going to be very comfortable taking spot up three after spot up three after spot up three. He'll my God, that dude will average 10 threes per game. Uh, maybe not 10, but like seven, eight, seven, yeah. eight. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, I like Grimes a lot. Bernard Richardson. Uh, what's going on, Bernard? Call me dumb. I would never call anybody dumb. Uh, I'm a nice guy, but I easily could see Grimes being a better hero. Tyler hero. 
Hero's gotten the playing opportunity, but what is it really? What does he really do better than Grimes? Well, well Tyler Hero creates offense mm-hmm. out of nothing. He is he's six man for a reason. Yeah, what his so the defensive concerns are real. Um, you know, you we could we could poo poo his passing a little bit, but he averaged what he averaged like four and a half assists a game last year, or something whereabouts. Mm-hmm. You know, like we make RJ about to be a playmaker. RJ only averaged three. Um, Hero played a little bit more minutes, but like. He could pass it um, just defensively. I think you're worried about. He's one of those. He's one of those quirky players where his ceiling and we've talked about this before. His ceiling might be the role he's in right now, which is a six man on a contender. And look, that's I mean, manage nobly made the Hall of Fame. Um in that role. I'm not saying Tyler Hero is managed nobly. I want to be very clear about that. But that is a that is a vitally important role that if that is all he ends up being, um, I think it's still very good because man, that I mean that dude could get his own shot. And that is not Grimes. Now, that said, I think and uh I'll drink again because Zach Lowe teased uh recently that he had a piece coming out on Tyler Hero and about how he is the most I think he's, he called it. He, he teased it on a podcast called him the most polarizing prospect in the NBA, because I think there are, there probably are some people out there who just don't see the ceiling as anything more than what he is right now. And I bet there are probably some people out there who are like, man, what happens if we give him a 30 usage rate and play him 35, 36 minutes a night and just put, put the ball in his hands for high pick and roll after high pick and roll. I don't, I mean, I, He's an, he's he has enough shot making ability. He has displayed enough shot making ability. I think that's at least a conversation. I'm very curious to read that piece when it comes out. So, but with Grimes, I think you're just getting. It's just you know what you're getting. It's it's just so. It's going to be steady steady as she goes, and I, I think Grimes is going to be very good in that role. This is a quick side note, but it's it's. Tangential. So with Hero, the thing is that he is often considered a positive asset because he is playing well, but the reason he's playing well is because he plays for a good team. And playing for a good team then elevates your status in a way because you're seen as a winning player. And reading through tweets from Jazz fans, several of them, to get a lay of the land, not that they are accurate or not, just an understanding, and hearing the Windhorse podcast where you had uh, Bon Temps and McMahon talk about how like, oh, it's the Knicks need to do it because Stephen A. Smith is going to be upset if the Knicks don't trade for Donovan Mitchell and ergo their fans must feel the same way like Donovan, like like Stephen A. Smith basically saying that Knicks fans are all essentially a character that Stephen A. Smith gets to play on TV, which couldn't be further than the case, but I digress. It's the thing where it takes time and effort to wash away the stench that has been the Knicks for a while. And if you can show that you're a winning team and have winning habits, like like all of these comments of the Knicks are desperate. I've seen so many people say the the front office is desperate. What evidence do we have that the Knicks front office is desperate? Because if they were desperate, they would have made many a trades before this point to show we need to get a winning squad on the the court right now. If anything, the opposite is the case. too patient. And I've been fine with being too patient. That's a-okay. In my mind, too patient is just being patient. But I recognize that if they see a top 20 player that they think can be better than that coming here, I get it. But you have to think that, okay, if this is a front office, like Danny Ainge, his best deals are the ones that he could have made, but didn't because he was so close, but it just didn't (laughs) materialize. Right? Like he wanted to trade a lot for Kristaps Porzingis. And we know firsthand what happened with Christoph Porzingis and why he was a bit of a risk. Like you make good deals, you make bad deals, but if you're the Knicks, it's why if Grimes is the deal breaker, it depends on the picks going out. But even still, like he seems like a winning player. If, If that's how you get to that point, I understand it. You have to give to get. It's just, Grimes' status, in my opinion, would be raised certainly higher if he has not even a larger role, which would certainly be ideal next to Brunson. But just the Knicks, as is, being a better team, like showing, hey, wow, one of the players that Knicks fans are not bickering about, but thinking like this guy shouldn't go, was the 25th pick overall in 2021. 
Yep. That's a testament to the front office and how good they've been and, with drafting and scouting and developing. And to me, it's pretty awesome that we're at this point that the 25th pick overall is like, should he go or not? Because to most teams, a pick in that range is a player who just maybe flames out, maybe is a, a backup for a bad team or, or doesn't really see much court time for a good one. Um, I think that's pretty cool for the Knicks and I'm glad that they were able to find that value. And say And say this for the front office, for as much as they have not done an A plus job, and I have been, I don't say as critical of them as anyone, because I, I, I think there are some people that are really critical. I have been critical of them. Um, we are talking about guys who were selected with the, well, quickly ended up being 27, 25. right? 20, oh, he was 25. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was, they moved from 27, 21, then, then down, or 27, 23, and then down 25. Um, Quickly, 25, Grimes, 25. And Knicks fans, justifiably so, will lose their fucking minds if both of these guys are included in the trade for Donovan Mitchell, along with, at that point, I would guess, three unprotected Knicks picks and then these three other assets that, oh, by the way, Three other draft assets, because I, I I think it's going to be three and three. I think that's going to where this is going to where this uh, going to end up. Those other three draft assets, not here. When this front office took over, now you could say, okay, well, yeah, but they just had the eleventh pick in the draft or whatever the pick we had, tenth pick in the draft, eleventh pick. 11. I already forget yeah. eleven. Um, and they traded away to you know get some. Okay, that's fine. I I but. Give them this. They have put themselves in this position with things that they they had to go out and get and and grow and mature and like the whole thing. That's impressive. It's an impressive job by them. So like because we wouldn't be yelling and screaming about it if they didn't do that. And yet here we are. Yeah. So and one more thing and then we can move on. You can look at a silver lining this season as or I guess. The question I would pose is, let's say that the Knicks did do better this year, right? Let's say they were picking um, 14th, 15th instead. What they did was they found a way to leverage that 11th pick by understanding both OKC and Cleveland wanted yeah. um, Jalen Williams. Uh, no, well, oh, that's right. for oh, Thunder, yes. but, but Jalen Williams yeah. was also a, a key player that both teams seemed to want. Yeah. And if you're the Knicks and you're you, did, you had a better season and you're picking lower you're not able to leverage those teams because one of them could just get it if, if anything the team that would be holding the 11th pick would have the leverage and you wouldn't and if you're able to turn the 11th pick into three future picks future firsts whether they're protected or not that's important to me in my mind that's important and if the yeah. Knicks at the 15th pick sure. and they're picking someone in this draft who maybe there's a prospect anyone likes that's that's cool but it puts them in a weakened spot to get this type of player like Donovan Mitchell yeah. so Sometimes you have to what, go through hell to get to heaven. Is this that type of situation? I don't know, but I'd like to think that we look back in time and we say, yeah, 2021, 22 season was rough. It was not like the season before everything came crashing down to earth. Free agency did not pan out the way we wanted it to, but in some ways, like maybe it it's worked for the out best. and it exactly, it was a, um, a small step back for a giant leap forward. We'll, we'll, we'll see your lips to God's ears. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dom the dentist. I think this is he's making his return. First time since the end of the season. Shout out to Dom Cap, who can't be here. Yes, Domino Cappuccini. We've been DMing all week. He's uh he can't couldn't make it today. On behalf of the Doms, in today's microwave society, do you think Grimes' performance today affects his value? No, I don't I don't think it affects it one bit. They the Blazers keyed in on stopping him. Um he is not ready to be in on ball, every possession, like just give me the ball and get out of my way sort of player. He will never be tasked with doing that in an actual NBA game. So I think tip your cat cap to him. The fact that he got that level of respect today. Um, Forgotten NYC. It's an interesting question here. How much pressure is on Leon to get Mitchell here? So. We're talking internal or external pressure, because I think there's a very key difference there. I, I think it. It's a it's a good I I like that he left it kind of general because I think to Leon my assumption is that Leon is going is doing what he feels is in the best interest of the franchise long term with the understanding that tanking and bottoming out has never been an option. I think that was the one caveat. I think when James Nolan hired him, he's like, look, I want the Knicks to be exciting again. Just give me an exciting basketball team. Give me a fun basketball team. However you want to go about doing that, I trust you. Go do it. I think he's, I think he's still operating under that umbrella. I, I don't know if that's a little vague, but like, I, I'm not going to say he's not feeling pressure. I think he's feeling pressure because he... He knows Donovan Mitchell will make his basketball team a lot better. <laughs> I think that's the pressure he's, he's feeling. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. The pressure is if another team for a, a lot less gets Donovan Mitchell. That's really it to me. If the price is too high and Donovan Mitchell is still a member of the Jazz, then you can say, okay, well, he didn't overplay his hand too much. Again, because if the whole point with Donovan Mitchell is who's the star after Donovan Mitchell, then you don't want to give up too much that then hamstrings your team down the line and hurts what you're able to do. And we know that if the Knicks don't get Donovan Mitchell, they're still in a very nice position where they can either trade for a star if one becomes available because one always becomes available. And in the event, if again, there's no mandate for him to get a star this season. And we know they tried to get Jaden Ivey. Didn't work out. The Knicks have more assets to trade up in next year's draft or find a star who might be on the move. They're fine. I think that's why to me, if they get Donovan Mitchell, it comes down to price and the types of picks. It's fine. Let's see what that is, but it's not something I'm terribly, terribly worried about because I know that it's never been about the season. It's never been Donovan Mitchell or bust, but that's not what it is for me at least. And I'm not going to say I'm no, I'll be, I am worried. No worried. What are you worried about? I think it's a really, 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 Good fit with the understanding that yes, it is a backcourt of two six foot one guys. I get that it's not ideal. Aside from that, he's twenty five. He adores New York. Like those, and and oh by the way, and I think this is the point that I'm really, I'm I think I'm, I'm not in the minority, but like, man, this guy has shown up on the biggest stage in the playoffs multiple times. Now he didn't do it this year. And I, you could hold that against him if you want, but I think everybody knew this thing was coming down. So 
can you do you blame him for that? Maybe. Okay, fine. You want to blame him for not showing up at all on defense? That's okay. I believe in his ability to be a he's never going to be in that Steph, KD, Luca, you know, LeBron's still there. Kawhi, if he's healthy, he's still there. You know, Giannis. He's not, he's not, he's not that guy. He's not going to win an MVP, right? Probably. He's not going to win an MVP. But I think he could be like right now, there's a next tier of guys. And I think observers look at him as a, being on the bottom of that next tier. I think he could get to the top of that next tier based on just what he's able to do, based on the numbers. It, it, you're, just look at the numbers. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 just they're there. The numbers are there and they're not fake numbers. They're not like it, it's, those are real. That's real data. He is insanely gifted between high usage and efficient and scoring in every way possible. That's, I think he's really good. That's all. I think he's really freaking good. I think he's worth a big price. That's all. What are you worried about? I'm worried they're not going to get him. That's your worry. Your worry is that they're not going to get him. Okay. No, I think but let's, they are let's gonna... dive deeper. Why are you worried that they're not going to get him? Because I'm a fucking Knicks fan. And I'm, okay. So, yeah, so it's out of, so it's, so it's a, it's out of emotional response, right? Just, is that where we're, we're at right now? I think that they're, whether it's a five or 15% chance, the notion that like, because the market is the way it is right now, that we are definitely going to end, the Knicks are definitely going to end up with him. I think is a is a slightly dangerous game to play because, as I said before, shit happens. It like we could go through fifty different things that have happened in the NBA over the last twenty years where it's like, wow, nobody saw that coming. Like it's it, you know, and you want to slow play your hand. I'm fine with that. Leon, do your thing. This is why we hired you. More than to go get the star. We hired you because you have negotiated for a living for two decades. Now here you go. Now is your chance to shine. But just get it done. That's all. Just get so it you, done. So you're worried about Pat Riley? Yes. You're worried about Pat Riley. You're worried that Pat you Riley say is going... Yes, I'm worried I know, about Pat Riley. Well, yes, I wanted you to say He's it. the boogeyman. I, we can't me. all read your mind. I can read your mind, but we, but not everyone else can. All right. I have yeah. more respect for that man than any human being involved with the NBA. That's... I understand why you would feel that way. The question is that if Danny Ainge wants to win... <laughs> yes, as Andrew says, fuck the heat. Fuck sure. The heat. If Danny Ainge wants to win every deal, because we know he does, I, I don't understand why the heat are giving a worse offer and the Jazz are taking it. And if the Heat somehow create a package that is up to par with six first-round picks that the Knicks can offer right now, that the Knicks wouldn't just up the ante if they wanted to. And if they don't want to and they feel it's too much, you can still walk away. You can. That's yeah, just how it's, I feel. It's, a, it's very fair. You, you, nothing you said is wrong. Nothing you said is wrong. It's, yeah. I appreciate it. Okay. Let's get through some of these super chats. The main connects. Here we go. If the Knicks take a firm stance on not trading the kids, do you really see Ainge walking away from six to eight first round picks if he doesn't get crimes? No, I don't. I think he wants the Knicks picks. I think he desires the Knicks picks immensely. And that is why, and that is, that's why I said what I said before. This is why you hire Leon Rose. You hire him because he knows the position he's in. He knows he has what Ainge wants. He'll give Ainge what he wants. But he's not going to give him that plus some. We hope. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd say uh, the one other thing is, if you're the Knicks, what's the likelihood that one of Grimes, McBride, or Jakobitis is not in the deal? Because let's say the front, the backcourt is uh, Brunson and Mitchell, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have quickly in there. Okay, it, maybe it's Grimes if it's not him traded. Okay, but then what if it's Deuce if Grimes is traded? Because you don't need Deuce necessarily if Grimes is still in the roster. And if you have both, like. Is he going to be determined to get at least one young player? Because oftentimes it's salary filler. It's some sort of young player or players and it's picks. It's not often where the young players are just elsewhere or not included at all. Right. Like yeah. the Rockets deal, Jared yeah. Allen went to Cleveland, but that was a whole 14 deal. Like the, the Rockets could have just taken him, but they didn't want to. So you have to give up some sort of young player at some point, if you've got your backcourt set and you have two other players and you do expect to bring Yakabitis over and you have McBride and you have Grimes, something's got to give. So it doesn't have to necessarily be in this trade, but I would imagine well, this is the trade that would most likely feature one of them. This is why I think 
the Cam Reddish piece of all this is fascinating to me because it's very clear from the reporting that the Knicks have been trying to seek value for him. I'll put, I'll try to put it politely. Um, and they have thus far have not had any takers. The Jazz do not want Cam Reddish. Is that that's where I think the three teamer comes into play also. And again, I'm not trying to spoil my whole analysis of this fake Lakers trade. So let's let's move on to the well, next question. One more thing. What? Okay. Yes, what? Uh, if the Knicks trade for Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to probably uh, blow your mind on this one, and Cam Reddish isn't part of the deal in, in a three-team deal, have him stay here. The Knicks do not have a lot yeah, of wings. That's fine. The whole thing with Cam for me that's was fine. If, if the Knicks want to trade him in a different situation because they want to create cap space, I would understand it if they can get good value for him. But if the Knicks are going to be over the cap, if they want to keep Cam Reddish, it goes back to the original argument we talked about when Cam Reddish was traded to the Knicks, which was, yeah, Cam Reddish is an over the cap, continuous soup type of guy. And if you have if you have a need for wing talent and let's face it, if the Knicks trade Cam Reddish and they don't get a wing in return, if they don't get a wing coming back with them in some way with Donovan Mitchell, then they are really up a creek. And that's, you know that is a, an archetype of a player that they desperately need, and they're not I, I a lot of them. I understand that. Well, hold on. <laughs> Cam, not you know, a lot Cam of good Reddish, ones out there. Cam Reddish is a guy who wants the ball in his hands, and he wants to do things with the ball that he has thus far not really been given an opportunity to do. And some team out there should give him the opportunity to see what he could do with the ball in his hands. I'm not disparaging him. Maybe he's incredibly successful. If he is on this next team next year, and the Knicks do not trade Julius Randle in this trade, he will be he will never be one of the top two players on the floor in terms of you're getting on ball reps because i i do believe that the Knicks are going to stagger to the extent where they're always going to have two of Mitchell Brunson Randall RJ on the floor at all times i know it's not in Tibbs MO i think that he will adjust if they make this trade and if Cam is here he's going to be asked to be doing what essentially they're going to want Quentin Grimes to do and I don't think Cam Reddish wants to do that. That's my only pushback. But I don't think that's necessarily the case because you can, even if he does a hockey lineup, then it makes perfect sense, right? Like quickly Grimes, Reddish, Toppin, Hartenstein. Like it makes sense to have Cam there because yeah, that, I like that. right. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Sure. But we also haven't seen Tibbs do a ton of mixing and matching. Like all, like, and not- I understand, I understand the idea of, okay, well, if you have Brunson and you have Mitchell, you have to have one of them on the court at all times. All right. So then you swap, I don't know, Grimes out and Mitchell in or quickly out and Brunson or whatever combination you want to do. Like you're still, you still need to give RJ Barrett a bit of a rest. We've seen situations where RJ has been hurt and they need to have some sort of backup. I know the whole conversation with cam changes. If you get Donovan Mitchell in the door, I I then flip the opposite direction of where I have been because it's all been about the money. Uh, and it's I, just, it's not, it's, it's now it shifts in just the, the different direction. That's all. Could, could, could we just agree if Leon Rose had his druthers, Cam, Cam Reddish would be going out the door and Quentin Grimes would be staying. But uh, even then, I don't, I don't know if that's entirely, I think everything oh, I, changes, but I, ev- think, I think that's, but, it, but they don't have to have an easy. impact one on the other. But why, why are we saying one has to impact the other? They're they don't, different they players. don't, but I, two different archetypes, two different roles. They don't. You're right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be head to head. They can, no, can complement each other nicely. But under the guise of a certain number of young players are probably going to be going out in this deal in some way, shape, or form. That's kind of where I'm right. But if coming from teams are fearful about paying Cam Reddish, and you're getting Donovan Mitchell, yeah, and you need wings, how are you getting them? I know one team who wouldn't mind paying Cam Reddish a year from now. Um, anyway. how, okay, but but. If it's the team, I think you're thinking of, don't they have another issue that's forty seven million dollars let's, worth? Let's let's see if okay. we can. Um, okay. Like I said, read the newsletter, Mark. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mo- moving like along. <laughs> Jonathan Francois. God, God bless everybody watching this. As me and Jeremy Bicker are like two <laughs> old men uh, about something that I, how many people care about this? Uh, Ainge wants uh, Ainge wants WB. Warner Ainge Brothers. Wants to, what? He wants Warner Brothers. He wants Warner Brothers? Is yeah, he that wants good? to buy Warner Brothers. Sure, maybe he does. <laughs> Guy has a massive ego. He wants to build his own team. Oh, uh, when... I don't even know. Victor. No, oh, when Banyana? When Banyana. Yes, Victor. He w. wants to build his own team. No way he wants Donovan Mitchell on his team opening night. DM value goes down each year. He, he, he's going to move him by opening night. He's going to move him by opening night. Be surprised so, if he didn't. Yeah. 
Uh, Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? Thank you for the contribution. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, sorry if I missed this already. No, no apologies here. As of right now, what do you think is the most likely package and what do you think is the most likely timing? Uh, all right, I'll go first since I made you go first last time. Uh, oh, and Naheem Uden saying same thing. Uh, what are your? Oh, great. Just Naheem Uden, thank you for the contribution. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking up the date. It is July 17th. So I will give you. Let's go August 8th. My my wife's favorite number is eight. So eight, eight. Um, and I will go. The package is. Three of the protected firsts that they have from other teams. Three of their own firsts. Two completely unprotected. One with like some obscenely small protections. Um, We're getting into Stepian territory though. A swap. Um, Fournier, Rose. I, I, I don't think I can't. Mm, and and Grimes. That's my prediction. Six firsts and Grimes. Is you're asking my answer. prediction. Yeah. Is your is your prediction six firsts and Grimes? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Uh, I believe it was like the 22nd of August or something where Kyrie was acquired by the Cavs or by the, uh, the Celtics from the Cavs when he was v- traded. So um, Ainge is willing to have that stick around if need be. So I'll go, I'll go August 18th. I like it. Yeah, might as well. And I'll go Rosen Fournier. For salary. The pick part is where I get tripped up. Because there's a there are a lot of hundred directions sure. you can go. Well, but again, like the easy answer to say is like, all right, trade both 2023 firsts, pick swap in 24, um, both 2025 firsts, and then a pick swap in 26, and then throw in two more firsts, right? That that are the protected ones. But I don't think that's going to be the case because the Jazz have three first round picks in the 2023 draft as is. So they'd have to find trade partners to consolidate because they don't need five players on the roster. Even if they had one player who was um, you know, overseas as a draft and stash, that's still like four guys you have to roster and find playing time for it. It's not impossible. It just seems tricky. So I'll go with uh, I'll go with a 2023, I guess it would be the the 2023 Mavs pick because then I want to do the 2024 Knicks pick, which is then not violating Stepien because you can still trade future picks as long as you have another one still in the draft. Um, yeah, but well, okay. Then we'll go the Bucks 2025 pick, the other two protected picks that are there. So you're doing all the all four protected. Yeah, and then uh, the 2026 first, and swaps in 23, 25, and seven. five, 27. Even though the swaps are really just posturing, it's like, see, look what we got. It, the likelihood of them actually conveying is small. And then because of the fact that it's six picks that are being thrown in there, I'm going to say Jakobitis or Deuce instead of Grimes. I think Grimes and six is. Oh, I, sorry, did I forget to say Rokas and Deuce? Yeah, you could throw them in my deal too. So you're throwing in six picks, Grimes, Jakobitis, and McBride. You're asking me my prediction. Is that that is that your prediction? Yeah. Damn. It's my prediction. Damn. I I don't know where the Knicks are getting that sort of heat from another team, and I don't mean that as a pun, although you could take it as such, where they'd have to throw in all of those players plus six firsts. And that's your prediction. You stand by it. I hear you. I'll go six first. I don't like it. I don't feel no, good about I, I hear, it. I'm I hear you. Conf- I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I don't say this with any level of conviction. I'm just like, I'm answering the question on the, no, no, on the I, spot. I, I respect it. I hear what you're saying. I, I just think it's going to be a little less than that if the Knicks are tossing a league record setting six first round pick. I really like what you did with the 
24 and 26 and swaps in 23, 5 and 7. I like that a lot. That's good. I hope it goes that way. Otherwise, again, it goes to the Stepien where I just I don't want any future firsts past 2026. And even then it'd be like, great if it's 2025, but I understand why Danny Ainge would want to have a lot of those picks later on because he also got a ton of picks from Minnesota. So if he can have a way to like, you know, double every single draft for the next six years, good for him. Hopefully it goes down that way. We'll see. I want to amend something I said. Sorry, I'm going to get to Anthony's point. I want to amend something I said earlier that the, the sticking point is going to be Grimes. I, I wonder if it's going to be that 29 or either 28 or 29, however they do the years. I, I think Ainge is going to just, he wants it as far out as possible. It's nice. As long as, you know, it depends on how desperate. Do, does he think the Miami Heat also, those picks are going to be bad? Yeah. Knowing Miami's track record? Probably not going to be that bad. Maybe they won't have to. Maybe they won't have to include Grimes. I'm telling you that. That's why he's the pivot point. I really don't know if they're going to. I, have to I understand if he's the pivot point. I just don't think he's the pivot point between six firsts and Grimes versus six firsts and not Grimes. Okay, that's just all where right. I see it. All right, let's get to the next question. Uh, Anthony Six, though, we all want to see Knicks win games in a chip, but all analysis aside, how electric would MSG be with the best version of Spider? It's a risk, but man. Would he be a lot of fun to watch? Uh, it's I, I don't even. Yes, MSG would it. be electric. <laughs> That's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very electric, and they'd be back to being. Oh man, would they be a hot ticket? Uh, Robert Cross, this is for Cutlets. Let's assume that, that's you. Let's assume the picks line up for Spider. Where do you draw on the the line on the players traded with Obi quickly and Grimes? I just don't for me, Obi and IQ, you're not including them. I you have an excess amount of picks for a reason. I basically do you feel like you can yield a player better than who Obi and IQ are right now. And I gotta tell you, I think it's very easy from the outside looking in. If you are someone who thinks like, oh, Obi and IQ, it's easy to do it, like get the job done. I prefer Grimes to them. I, I respect that if that's the thought. But I think when you think about the talent and not to say that someone like Grimes wouldn't fit the culture fit, but there's something about IQ and Obi that they've established here. It just feels like, and when you also factor in with Donovan Mitchell and the homegrown factor, being boys with IQ, all of it, it, yeah, just, I, it all ties in together. And that's why for me, my preference, if, you, if it goes to six picks uh, and no Grimes versus five picks, and Grimes, I'm more comfortable with six picks. The question then is, when are the picks conveying? And that is a different conversation in itself. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... There's a way that the Knicks can avoid adding three of their four best prospects, no matter how you want to rank the you know OB, IQ, yeah. and Grimes. Um, there's a way they can walk away with four of them. But if they do walk away with keeping all four, it's going to sting on the back end of the picks. And I'm more yeah, comfortable they- with that than... Then one and, fewer first for Grimes. And, and, my, and my fear is that Ainge, as he should, probably, I, I shouldn't say that. My fear is that Ainge values the picks more than Grimes and that Grimes is a negotiating ploy to get all, all four Knicks unprotecteds and a couple of the protecteds and then there's your, and then there's your trade. I, but who knows? We'll see. Be. Um, is Donovan Mitchell a Nick today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Reporting in, John, Donovan Mitchell is not currently a Nick. Thank you for the update. I'm going to be checking your account daily. I'm actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, we did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. I am going to put you on notifications. That's what I'm going to do so that I every time, please don't, if, if you start tweeting all kinds of nonsense, I'm, I'm obviously going to change this. But for right now, <laughs> assuming that it's going to be one tweet a day, is Donovan Mitchell Nick today? I'm putting you on notifications. That's what I'm doing. Uh, well, next, you really next, should watch your shit without saying watch your shit. <laughs> John Anyways. Kim. Him. <clears throat> um, sorry. If you guys already explained, I joined the stream league. Can you explain how the money works if we get Spider? 
without sending Evan or Randall. Um, it. Oof. It doesn't. It, well, uh, it does. I mean, it's well, just... <laughs> it's uh, so. Let's do it real quick. It's uh, so Rose fourteen point five, Cam uh, almost six. So here's the complicating part. You could actually get there with just Rose, Cam, and Obi mm-hmm. if Donovan Mitchell waives his trade bonus. And I just looked at this earlier today, so I feel comfortable speaking on it. Um, trade so Donovan Mitchell is a 15% trade kicker, which for his contract is about I want to I, this I you correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. It's about 4.5 per year. If it's like 15%, yeah. Yeah, like where, whereabouts. So that gets added to his salary, which is 30 million. So then you need to add more salary to match if he does not waive the trade bonus. Now, players have waited waived trade bonuses in the past to accommodate trades. I wonder if the fine folks at Adidas Sports, if this trade were on the table and it came down to money, would be willing to say, you know what, Donovan? We'll spot you what you're losing here if you'd be so kind as to waive this to get yourself to the biggest market in uh, mankind. Uh, I don't know. I just actually thought of a leverage play that I hadn't considered. Maybe you have. Maybe you've talked about it, although I don't think you have. What happens if Donovan Mitchell is so sold on the idea of going to New York that a team like Miami that already kind of struggles to make the math work with the salary they have, where he doesn't waive his trade bonus? That's interesting. I'm just saying. Like, I'd have to more closely see the numbers because I haven't... Again, this is a thought that just popped into my head, but yeah. if the math would work out because it's tough to do if you're Miami. You don't have a lot of tradable salaries right now outside of Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. You'd have to essentially now move Kyle Lowry to make the math work. I don't know if they want to do that. So I don't know why the Jazz would want Kyle Lowry. Just a thought. Could be an interesting little wrinkle if he were if he had that much say and it and it came down to that. Um sorry, I'm just doing shit. It it's hmm. it's a leverage play. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, that is a good. That's a good call by you. Um, if he does, if he didn't waive the trade bonus, actually, Rose, Cam, Obi, and McBride, I, I actually think still leaves them a little short. But so if if he doesn't, it can get dicey if Fournier is not in there. Let's let's just leave it at that. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.